And welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this week we're doing episodes 13 and 14 of Touch Your Heart. Yes, if you recall from the last couple of times, we're being we're doing the two episode thing again. And hopefully y'all have been here for that or this is going to be jarring. <laughs> Sorry, we're only doing two. I guess if you wanted us to cover four episodes, just listen to this one and then the next one. Yeah. Back to back. It's gonna be long. That's gonna be a ride, but you get it we'll all. try not to make it too long, because this wasn't super interesting, which is kind of why we wanted to watch these two together and not as a four set. Mm-hmm. Because if we had talked about episodes 13 through 16, we probably would have just skipped 13 and 14 altogether. Yep. Like we typically do. But also, <laughs> yeah, like you said, these... These episodes weren't terribly interesting, Um, or rather, I don't think they'll be that interesting compared to the finale. I really liked them, if I'm being honest. I really liked them, but going back through and watching it a second time to take notes uh, felt more frustrating. It felt a little contrived, and that made me mad. Yeah. But we knew it. We knew they would just use up the time and uh, give us something to do while we waited for them to get back together. Yeah, and it happened much sooner than I expected it to, so thank God for that. Yeah, (laughs) and a little more creatively than I expected to. Not the get back together, but the way they wasted our time. I liked it. Like you said, it was really interesting. It was more satisfying than how they originally ended the court case, too, because they re-explored uh, yeah. the Im Yoon Hui case, is that right? Mm-hmm. And we needed that, for real, though. Like, super... We complained about it a little bit. Yeah, I'm super proud of these writers, because, I don't know, I feel like I say that and it sounds so condescending, but... It's one of those things where every once in a while we go and underestimate some writers and then fucking egg on our face. They do a great job. They always do a great job. We always pretend that we know best. We know how to write these dramas way better than anyone else because we watch them. Nope. They get us. We're just a couple of American idiots pretending like we know shit about shit. And we don't. We don't. But they do. Thank God, because that makes it so much more exciting to watch. Yeah. This was a way better conclusion um, where I also felt like we really needed to know what happened to the person they found guilty the last time we visited the case. Yeah. There was so many loose ends that they could have left. I really wouldn't have been that disappointed. Yeah. But I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, I agree. I am. I was so uncomfortable, actually, with how they left it with, I don't know, kind of dumping all of the problems on to someone who's differently abled, and then just being like, and we won't revisit it. We won! We yeah. won! Everybody <laughs> celebrate! Um, I know this is a victory for Kwon Jung Rock and Oh Yun So, but it doesn't feel like a victory overall. Mm-mm. I'm also interested, it's one of those things where I don't know enough about American law, let alone Korean law, where it feels like you can't just decide that someone 
murdered people and then put them in prison if they're differently abled. Like, you can't really do that because that's dangerous to them. And Mm -hmm. anyway, uh, I... I felt like it was being handled so uncomfortably, and I was yeah. so stoked that they changed it at the last minute. That was clutch, guys. That was clutch. They did it. They brought it back for two whole episodes, and it was an amazing way to explore Kwang Jung Rock's character a yes. lot more in depth. Oh my god, I was so interested in his character development through this. Um, one of the things I wrote down is uh, that his letter of resignation to his company was the perfect parallel to his breakup with Yoon Seo, um, and it was very telling about his insecurities, like how he was so worried about being a burden or putting people in an uncomfortable situation just because he was putting himself in an uncomfortable situation. He didn't want to drag everyone else into it with him and wanted to make sure that everyone... Uh, the, no one had to, he doesn't ever want to be someone's, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, like, their burden, I guess. Yeah. And that's, if that ain't just the most relatable. And sweet and sad. Just want everybody else to be okay, regardless of whether or not you're okay. Oh. Angel. Angel. Sweet and sad and lovely and fascinating. Um, if we're just going to jump around, which I think we should, yeah. let's start with my favorite scene. Because <laughs> <laughs> why not? I want to talk about my favorite scene. There's a progression where he decides to take the case. The CEO tells him not to. Then he signs up for the case behind the CEO's back and the CEO gets mad. Then he turns in his letter of resignation. CEO's like, fine. Just leave. And then Kim Se-won, your boy, the boy who fixes everything, (laughs) sets up a dinner between the CEO and Kwon Jong-rak, which is my favorite scene, maybe in this whole drama, where um, the CEO gives the most perfect speech about, uh, basically about friendship. Essentially what it boils down to is a friendship speech. And you know, I love a good friendship speech. I cried like a baby. Oh, yes. Those good... Br- I live for the friendships. I teared up. I I teared up more at a later scene, which we can get into. But I do want to just dwell for two seconds longer on Sewan's fucking heroic conflict negotiation skills <laughs> really quick. Because holy shit. Like, <laughs> wow. It's so... Uh, I don't know what to call it. I don't think I would ever do that. Mm-mm. It would never be a thought in my mind to just continually blame back and forth. Feels so accusatory. And then he just brings out the friendship. Yeah. He just because of course they're gonna defend their friend. Everyone loves a common enemy. Yep. So he made himself that con- common enemy, and that is amazing. That's some wisdom of Solomon bullshit. I love it. He's going to cut it. the friendship in half, and each person can keep half of the friendship, and they're like, no, we both love the friendship. Don't cut it in half. Oh, keep say one, you clever fox. Yes. And then, yes, the friendship. The tear-jerking friendship where finally we also got to see a much different side of the CEO that they definitely hinted at in prior episodes very subtly that he genuinely cares Mm -hmm. but for the most part he is kind of a jag like he's the CEO (laughs) 
he plays a CEO very well, who's self-centered and very business-oriented and interested in the revenue and bringing in money and mm. and his image. But also he's a comedic character. Yes. So anyway, yeah, it just felt really good to see the side of him that cares so much about his employee and his friend and oh, heartwarming. And become a lawyer again. Yeah. Like the next day they go back to work and even lawyer Troy is like, what's up? You're looking cool. He was like, suit up everyone. We're about to be lawyers. <laughs> We're about to be lawyers. All of us. Every one of us. Ugh. Speaking of uh, taking on roles that they're suited for. I love seeing office manager Lee be a detective. Mm-hmm. Oh, so cool. Like they said that's his background. And in a few other episodes, he gets to do lots of detective work. But God, he just gets cooler every single episode. Every time he found the evidence, the evidence that fixed everything. He found oh the fingerprints God. of the dead man. How? He probably also identified the burned body. Yeah. Yep. I know he, he just, would. Yeah, he probably did it with his eyes. He probably has, like, <laughs> DNA fucking... I don't know what I'm trying to say. Never Analyzing. mind. Analyzing? Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but he just wants to be a poet. What a man. Yeah, I love when they call him out for his poetic speech, too. Because they, they do periodically. They're like, you, you definitely... You're... I felt like at the beginning of the show, it was constantly, like, tone it down we don't get what you're talking about and as the show has gone on they've gradually been like i don't understand you but you're great it's just and i like that tone a lot more yeah i like when everyone's appreciating each other i like that this family became a family instead of being the kind of family that like other families family family (laughs) tear each other down (laughs) yeah it's beautiful kind of bicker fight all the time uh since we're off track jumping into the family issues there's been no progression with secretary young and office manager lee which is fine that's whatever there's been a lot of progression with lawyer Choi and lawyer dan to the point that they're already over to some extent and fortunately there was a time jump between the start of episode 13 and the end of episode 14, where about a month passes, so we don't have to see most of their contract relationship. Yeah, but they make it as weird as possible near the end of the contract relationship, where she is way over the top, and he is not as into it, and that's nothing's more weird than that, to think about how they've been doing that for a month. And I hate that there's, I think they do this a lot in K-dramas, there's cute moments, especially where he thinks she's cute, but he doesn't show it. He only shows the side of disinterest in her and their relationship. And then behind her back, he's like, she's she's definitely pretty cute. You're like, no, that's not how you keep a woman. Yeah, it makes it creepy. Mm, don't like it. No. But Gloria Chan is over that same day. (laughs) She's not that much better. She is overbearing, and she does things that clearly make him uncomfortable, and that's not fair to him either. Like, it's not just on him that that falls apart. It's weird. Mm -hmm. It was always weird. And I don't know what they're going to do in these last couple episodes, because of course they gave him feelings as it ended, so that that we couldn't just watch this shit show go down in flames and not ever think about it ever again. (laughs) 
Uh, something's gonna happen but I don't know what I hate it so much I also thought it was <laughs> interesting that they I don't know I'm glad that they gave her someone to focus on in that last moment I just wish it hadn't been right on the coattails I do like the line that she said though where she just decided she moves on easy like, yeah it's fine I've already moved on I'm not worried about it and that she explained like you said you weren't interested so I gotta cut my feelings off there. I've learned to do that. That's what I'm doing. Good girl. Good girl. Don't waste your it. time on people that don't want to put time into you. Love it. <laughs> Good jingle. Thank you. Uh, speaking <laughs> of people making situations as uncomfortable as possible, episode 13 kicks off with uh, Jung Rock going to see his friends who are back in a relationship and he lets them talk about his relationship and their relationship for a long time before he decides to clue them into the fact that his relationship is over. What? Why? Oh, that's brutal. He lets Kim Se-won just keep digging that hole. Which, oh, it's so uncomfortable. They're so excited. They're so excited they're so about happy. their relationship. <laughs> Which they deserve. They've taken a long time to get where they are. Yeah, and they've both come to to this relationship as their best selves, I feel like, and they definitely deserve that as well. And then uh and it it's not necessarily Jung Rock's fault either as far I mean the breakup, yeah. But um, <laughs> but just him bringing the mood down where I understand yeah. that he did not know how to bring up that things were not okay. <laughs> and then they yeah. started going on and on about how he should invite you and so that they could have a really good time and it was painful. Oh awkward. So awkward. So when he excuses excused himself do you think they played rock paper scissors on who had to go comforting <laughs> i'm curious i i'm curious how much uh comforting you yoram does or if she's like we have a good relationship but i don't feel like that's my place yeah, we're cash friends he's got a bro for that i'm just i don't know i don't know anything about korean relationships it just seems like in japan at least Men and women are very separated yeah. on like th those fronts. I also, don't get emotional in front of women. I also feel like between you and Jason, though Jason has been my friend longer and it would not be weird if he comforted me, between the two of you, you would be the person that came and was like, hey, is everything all right? I cannot see yeah. Jason being like, um, you go home for the night. I'm gonna go sit with Raquel and make sure that she uh, is doing okay. Yeah. It would be it's, weird. Maybe just... it's a cross-culture thing that, like, uh, ha being like, let's, let's have a girl's night or let's have a guy's night seems much more natural than just being like, let me comfort you. Let's hang out. Yeah. And then you do the comforting later when you're well, like, you okay, do the comfort we're here inside our, of our girls' night, so mm -hmm. you doing all right? You doing good. But if Jason comforted you, it would not be a girls' night. Mm -mm. It would just be a comfort night. Yeah. And like I said, it wouldn't be weird. It's just less likely. Yeah. I'm not judging. Yeah. But I, I felt bad that you, Yoram, just had to go home. <laughs> it was surprising. I don't know. Yeah. You could both comfort him. Yeah, that's what I thought. 
but I, I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's like if me and Jason both were like, no, 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 we're cool. Let's let's have a sad night. You'd be like, this is making me feel worse. Like I'm so sorry. Because you guys are happy, and I'm the only one sad. It's me. I'm the sad one. I'm the saddie here to make your night real bad. <laughs> okay, then it's not that surprising they split up. We talked ourselves out of it. Yes. Um. Konjang Ruk becomes a bus stop boy. <laughs> Love it. He does. He just goes and lives at the bus stop. That's his home now. He cries there. He sits there quietly. Uh, that crying scene, that had me tearing up. That's where it got me. The It was the part where you could tell he felt super, super alone in everything, and he got that note from her and it was so encouraging but he still was he was trying but trying to push her away yeah that got me just that loneliness inside of him to have to go through everything by himself even though he really didn't have to and I was so proud of her she was incredibly emotionally intelligent through this whole episode and that's not out of character she's been pretty emotionally intelligent for the entire K-drama, but just her knowing when to be there and what to say, even when her heart was broken. Wow. Yeah. Queen. Oh, you so. What a journey. Yep. She's grown so much. Which, like you said, she's always been very emotionally intelligent, but it is uh, fascinating and lovely to watch this journey from episode one, where she seems pretty ditzy to these episodes where she knows she knows things she knows stuff and i love it i love it too i'm so proud of her and i love her character and i want to watch her forever i just want to watch her grow and be good it's so hard i want her to be part of every world i think it gives me anxiety about my own life to watch her be like, do I want to be an actress, which I'm really good at and I'm really passionate about and I love and I've done forever, or do I want to be a law firm secretary where I've made all these friends, I fit in really well, it's a much more calm world, and I could I could do a lot to help others. I'm like, oh no, I want you to do both, just like me. I want to do so many things with my life, but you have to pick things, and I hate that. You have to pick things. At least, I mean, at least what you guys have going for you is being really good at pretty much everything you do. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) Yinsa. She is uh, everything that I aspire to be. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, do you feel like the part where she talks to Sewan about how Lawyer Kwan is doing, do you feel like his weird talking to himself moment is maybe one of the most surreal moments of any K-drama? Because I felt really, really weird about that. Weird when? Like, so, what does he say to himself? He walks away after he says Lawyer Kwan's been starving himself and... yeah. He's not doing great. And then she walks away and then he says, maybe I shouldn't have said that because I made her feel bad, but I was trying to make her feel worried. So (laughs) I didn't, I wasn't put off by that at all. I barely (laughs) noticed it. I just thought it was weird to say the words. I made her feel worried. Maybe I shouldn't have made her feel worried, but I was trying to make her feel worried. It's probably (laughs) fine. (laughs) 
I it added a layer of confusion to Kim Se-won that I enjoy. Yeah. I feel like I don't know enough about Kim Se-won and I want to. I'm too invested in friendships, Raquel. I think my problem is that I really want or wanted, I guess, it could still happen, Kim Se-won and Oh Yun-so to have a normal, cute friendship. That would be very And good. they're nowhere near that, Mm-mm. which surprised me when she walked up to him and he was like, oh, you're talking to me. Hello. It's <laughs> like, oh, no, I thought you guys would be, like, friendly. I think it's one of those things where he's so charming with every person that he talks to. He's just really good at, he's very charismatic and very good at being personable. It's like talking to that person in public that you immediately, you you meet them out in public and you start to commiserate with them for, and it's like a three minute interaction. Maybe they tell a joke and <laughs> you laugh and you, you tell a joke and they laugh and they're really personable. And like I said, just super charismatic, but then you never talk to each other again. I don't know if that's mm. happened to you. I feel like it happens a lot at college where it's like you run uh, into yeah. people in class that you think, yeah, we could be really good friends, but it just doesn't happen. I think you also don't know how charismatic you are, where you're very good at talking to people, especially strangers. So that has not happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> as often as it sounds like it's happened to you. It does. Maybe because I'm you're good at that. You are the Kim Se-won, so you don't <laughs> understand that, that those things don't happen to other people. I need people to be like, overly excited to see me. I'm Kwan Jung Rock who thinks <laughs> nobody loves me. <laughs> You're Kim Se Wan who is confident that everybody loves me. Even if I haven't met him yet. Yep. I do think, we're such good friends. I think everyone loves you so <laughs> You're right about that. Yep. It's okay. Yep. We are we're them. It's us. It's us. We figured out the riddle. This show was therapy in disguise. I just wish I could have been Oh Yun So. I like Kwon Jung Ruk, but his character seems a little bit sadder. <laughs> I guess I just gotta be a lawyer. He's super competent, though. He's Yeah, he's the ace. Yeah. Got that to look forward to. <laughs> I mean, I'm Sewan. I'm like a non-character inside of the drama. <laughs> You've got good things happening, though. Yeah. That's nice. In this drama, I do. In real life, different story. That's fair. In this drama, I'm the lead, and uh, I feel like in real life, I definitely prefer to take the (laughs) best friend role. I'm Raquel's best friend. She's the lead of the drama. Thank you very much. This is a sad drama we're painting. (laughs) This is a lot. Raquel, you still got ten years until you can meet... Kwon Jung Rock. Oh, okay. Your Kwon Jung Rock. My Kwon Jung Rock. We're not. I mean, like, I also have a huge crush on Kwon Jung Rock, so <laughs> it's fine. Maybe, maybe Lee Dong Wook will be single for another 10 years. Who's to say? That'll be good. What's there, like, a 10 year age gap between you two? Uh, That's little, not bad. A little bit more. A little bit more than 10 years. All right. Yeah, that really isn't that bad, but I don't know how good my chances are. You can learn Korean. It's fine. I'll start with learning Korean. Yeah. If, start uh, with the basics. If, if you guys want to get our people in touch with his people maybe we can do an interview with him thanks listeners not about no not about about normal things about his role as a kid well now we can never talk to him we can never talk to him if he ever listens to this episode 
Sorry. Refer him to other episodes to listen okay. to. Refer tell him to not listen to this one specifically. I'm sure that one will go over well. Thanks in advance. Thank you. So anyway. So anyways, what else do we have to cover? Probably just our main relationship at this point. Yeah, we just gotta go over how things are this is sad. There's a lot of feels. It's been a while since uh, my heart has ached while I watched a K-drama. They're just so good at being normal mm-hmm. and then breaking down in the other room, aka the roof. It's yeah. always the roof. It's always the roof. Find a roof, have a breakdown. <laughs> or the bus stop, or the stairwell. They break down everywhere. The stairwell is a good choice. I feel like I'd go for a stairwell in that particular situation. Because it's kind of a gamble. Someone might come through, but also you can just keep walking. You can just ride out that building from the stairwell, so... But if you're in the bathroom, almost definitely someone will come in. Yeah. Then you're trapped, too. There's only one exit between you and... You have to cry silently and pretend you gotta take a minute. Yep. I'm not crying. I'm doing something else that takes even longer. It's been raining on my face, and also... I slipped and fell in the bathroom and, you know, stuff. You know how it is. I've been in there a while. Don't worry about me. Definitely (laughs) wasn't crying. Okay, she doesn't get puffy eyes when she cries. No No. one will be able to tell. She cries like an angel, like a real K-drama star. Look at you. Look at you. You look even even radiant when you're crying. Cool. (laughs) I love, I think I cannot stop talking about Manager Opa's range of expressions where it felt like he didn't have that many lines but he had so many scenes where he just had to listen to oh yun so and feel guilty and i felt that i felt that guilt from manager opa and i loved it i lived for it because it would feel my fire and my hatred towards him a little bit yep it felt good to hear should feel bad hear all of the things he needed to and hear them said to him where she just does not understand why she was broken up with did you think you'd be disconnected from all this if you broke them up yeah did you think she wouldn't feel like did you not ask her how much she liked him? Did you not ask her opinion on anything? Did you not, I don't know, include her in major life decisions that are about her? Doesn't seem like it. Oh. She did give that good, good speech, though. She gave the one. The she sp- gave the one, finally! <laughs> oh, I'm so proud of you. All these writers, they came through the last scene on episode 14. There was so much buildup. I loved the buildup where she started just creeping around him again. and That was very good. Helping him out and being there, just showing up. And then she invites him out for a celebratory drink and gives the speech that all I wanted from the beginning of episode 13 was this speech. That her choices are hers. Yep, it needed to be said. And it was almost exactly how you said it, at least near the end, where it was like, if you don't want to... Almost exactly. You could have written this show. (laughs) You're the writer. Congratulations. of my ramblings from the last episode. Uh, But no, around the time that she just said, uh, what was it? Oh, Lord. Um... Oh, that if he didn't want to be with her for another reason, that's fine. But if it was about her and how she felt, then she felt she wanted to be with him. And mm, that's all I wanted. 
Oh, I did not want 45 seconds for a response. That was the worst minute of my life. Yeah, what the fuck, Lawyer Kwan? <laughs> We're waiting for you to walk away. You're too good at being a robot. Yeah. And I know they were trying to build some suspense there, and it worked, but also, what the fuck, Lawyer Kwan? (laughs) This is not American Idol. We don't need suspense. Just Mm -hmm. say your answer. I mean, this is the same K-drama that solved most of their legal dramas in less than half of an episode, because... Oh my god, Raquel, when she talks to uh, Kim Se-won, and she's like, thanks for all the help with the stalker case, I was like, oh, is it done? (laughs) is that all like forever i thought we might bring it back up and she's like you you done you wrapped it up you finished it and he was just like oh all right yeah it it was my job it was easy (laughs) okay was it yeah so fucking a 45 second pause coming from the same k-drama that wrapped up what we thought was going to be the finale episode <laughs> by episode 11. Oh, don't play me like this. Play your con, just say something. But he did. He said the good thing. He said the best possible thing he could have said. And also had the best possible kiss they could have had. They kiss a lot in this K-drama, and they're always really good kisses. But they're also, like, progressively better, which I really appreciate yeah. on a creepy level. Yeah, right? It feels a little weird to analyze the kissing, but I feel we definitely do a lot in this podcast. Mostly because <laughs> oftentimes, not always, I'm finding with increasing... Uh, frequency they are having normal kisses instead of the slightly push our faces together uncomfortably kisses yeah they had that chapstick kiss yeah i was at 12 and i was like that's how other gay dramas (laughs) always kiss that's the finale kiss yes and for them it was just a cute moment Mm-hmm. While they got ready to go grocery shopping. So kudos to this K-drama, because, like you said, they're getting progressively better. And I didn't- I was not dissatisfied with the first one. I wasn't bothered by a lack of intensity or- I don't know. Yeah, they've all felt appropriate for the emotion in the scene. I love it. Good acting, good writing, good teamwork, everyone. Good job, everyone. You're doing it. Proud of you. Proud of y'all. Uh, there was- a part when they were calling their lawyer meeting that I forgot to mention, um, where they decided that Lawyer Kwan needed more help around the office and they picked one of their interns, but obviously they picked, uh... Pilgi. Pilgi, who was, he's always been the most excited intern. I just liked how shady the CEO was, where he said... (laughs) I'm picking one person, and only one person applied just now. It was difficult for you to pass. Seriously, congratulations. Let's get ready. (laughs) The CEO. Oh, I love him endlessly. Yeah. Fucking does not mess around. (laughs) At least not with this shit. No, this is real. I just like when people are needlessly savage to others. (laughs) I also appreciate it because, I don't know, Pilkey is a good guy. I like him, but he is also that person in class that raises their hand and comments on everything the professor says, and you're just kind of... Yeah, it's even more so because there are two interns, 
So he's not just like raising his hand, but he's like raising his hand and putting down the other kid's hand. He's like, no, you can't, you can't put your hand up. Like, oh, Pilky, calm down. You can have competition. Yeah. You're supposed to be able to win. That's where the pride comes from. Also, work together. You're not. Yeah. <laughs> you're not actually competing against each other. You're just learning how to be lawyers. No. Nope. Mm-mm. I think he's funny. Yeah. But I think the CEO is funnier. Yeah, CEO is number one. Number one in my heart. I'll marry you, CEO. Yep. He needs he needs someone to marry him so he can stop creeping on Yoon So. Yeah. That's it. We did it. We did it. We did the thing. We reviewed these episodes. I'm just really excited to watch the finale. Yeah! This is why we talked about these ones, because they were interesting in some respects. But honest to God, we would never have talked about it. (laughs) Maybe even not even watched them if we could have just watched the finale straight off. Yep. We just jumped right past it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for playing. We don't (laughs) care about your most interesting court case. No. Now it came back and was solved. We just want our love lives sorted out. Yep. So if um, Lawyer Dan and Lawyer Choi, Lawyer's Chan, Lawyer's Chan, could go ahead and break up for good and be fine with that, that would be great, great, great. And <laughs> if the office manager and Secretary Young could just go ahead and get together, that would also be great. And we already got everything we wanted from our other relationships, so we're good. We're nailing it. We're on the right track. We're ready for the finale. We're excited for this finale. Yep, we've got everything in line. The stars have aligned. Let's go watch them. The stars have aligned. Um, If you want to leave a comment on this episode, let us know what you thought about these two somewhat interesting episodes, 13 and 14. You can leave a comment right on the episode on our website, playonk.com. And there you can find every other episode regarding Touch Your Heart. Yes. And all of our other K-dramas we've reviewed. And you can sign up for a newsletter there. (gasps) To let us know. To let you know. To let (laughs) us know anything. Um, (laughs) We'll let you know when we start new K-dramas and any other interesting stuff. But not very often do we have interesting stuff to say. Yeah. Every once in a while. Um, And then we also have our email if you want to just get in touch with us directly, didn't want to mess around with comments sections, it's just playonkpodcast at gmail.com. You can talk to us there about what we say here, you can talk to us about other K-dramas, you can talk to us about whatever. We love to talk about K-dramas, and we will absolutely... Send us your relationship questions, that's what I want to hear this week. Yes, all of your relationship questions will email you back all of our good good relationship answers (laughs) we'll give you some advice that's unqualified oh Oh, this will be fun uh you can tweet at us we are at play on k on twitter we hardly use it but we love it so hit us up there especially if you're a fan give us a hey hey um (laughs) (laughs) thanks again you're welcome Uh, We also are on iTunes. You can rate, review, and subscribe there, and we would appreciate any or all of those things. And uh, you can also listen there. Our episodes are all there. Wow. Wow. All together. Um, Thank you, as always, to James Hevel for our theme song. And I think that wraps it up. We'll talk to you guys next week. For the finale of Touch Your Heart. Okay, bye.